You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here at Locked On Tigers. I am your host, of course, Scott Bentley. Before we get started, got to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locker rooms today. All right, big win, big boy win for your Detroit Tigers last night against the Boston Red Sox, the, the slumping Boston Red Sox, team that's been in the first place in the AL East pretty much all year. And now has lost five straight, six straight. So, uh, so not great. Um, and and we took advantage, and that's awesome. And again, this is a team that for a long time that wouldn't have been something we would have been able to say. You know, uh, this is a uh, in years past, this is a game that a Red Sox team in the current situation would have looked at us and been like, "Hey, this is a good series to get back on the horse." And now that's no longer the case. You got to come out and play your A ball against the against the Cats, which we love to see. So. Uh, pretty, some performances to talk about for sure. Uh, and then at the end, we're going to talk about some comments made by, uh, your owner, Christopher Illich about this potential future off season kind of going forward. So welcome today is Wednesday, August 4th, 2021 and your Detroit Tigers, baby. Another win in the win column, win this one four to two. Bringing the uh, the total standings, we are now fifty two and fifty seven, which is five games under five hundred, nine games out of the wild card, and twelve games out of the division. Not that I actually expect us to to make a run at either of those because I don't, and we won't. But it's I mean it's nice not being you know thirty two games out in August. That's kind of fun. We're single digit games out of the wild card. And uh, in August, and that's the first time we've been able to say that for a very, very long time. It's also a two-game winning streak for the boys. Hopefully, we can keep it going. Mai's day tomorrow. We'll touch on all that uh, at the end as well. So, interesting game. Didn't get off to a super great start. So, Willie Peralta gets the start. Four and two-thirds, six hits, two runs. Only one of them earned two walks and three Ks on 96 pitches. Uh, he went as long as he could, and that's all we can ask for. And one earned run through four and two-thirds out of Willie Peralta. If, if you want or demand more than that out of Willie Peralta, you are ridiculous. That You, you, are, you have lost your mind. Um, again, this is a guy in a minor league contract that we brought in to, to just be organizational depth. And now because of all the injuries we've had is... Uh, is starting every fifth day and keeping us in most games. So you'll take it, right? You'll gladly take it, actually. Willie Peralta, even though he's not not a world beater by any means, has already given us 10 to 15-fold what we're paying him and what we expected out of him coming into this season. So so big ups to Willie Peralta. That's, you know, keep, keep doing you, baby. We'll take it. Him and Fetter. We will gladly, gladly take it. Uh, doesn't get the win because he doesn't go five innings. He also, I think when he left the game, we were still, uh, we, we, we had not actually taken the lead yet. So regardless, whatever. Funkhauser comes in and gets one out and gets the win. 
which is kind of funny. Uh, so Fungauser comes in, and and we will touch on the bullpen because I think there's some some pretty important. It, it was a very interesting night when it came to pitching. So, um, well, we're talking about pitching. Let's just go straight into it. Jeez. All right. So tonight we saw Funkhauser, Fulmer, Cisneros, Soto. That is awesome. And yes, there was an inning of Joe Jimenez sprinkled in there, admittedly. But regardless, being able, this bullpen is is actually finding a shape. There are four arms in this bullpen that I trust a majority of the time. There's no one in this bullpen I trust 100% of the time. But there's there's four different guys in this bullpen that I trust to to pitch a clean inning in a close game a, a majority of the time. And that's something we, we haven't been able to say in a while. And it's super encouraging. And it's, it's something that uh, going forward a lot of people should be excited about. Especially on nights like these when we have a starter that only goes four and two thirds. Right? And then we can go... Funkhauser, Fulmer, Cisneros, Soto. That is baller. That is awesome. That's electric. Funkhauser, granted, he only got one out, comes in, does his job. Then Joe Jimenez does come in there for an inning as well, which is kind of funny. But there was uh, Funkhauser came in with men on base. He inherited some runners, so I understand going to him uh, before, going to him earlier and trying to get out of that jam, stopping the bleeding kind of a thing. Uh, that that managerially makes a lot of sense, which is no surprise to anyone because A.J. Hinch is is arguably the best in the world at his job. Uh, so then Jimenez comes in, pitches a clean inning, runs-wise. He gives up a hit, but whatever. Doesn't give up a run. All you can really ask for out of Joe. And then we have Fulmer, who strikes out the sides. Cisnero, who does a blank inning. And then Gregory Soto, who almost has a perfect inning, but there's a Duran as a swinging bunt, basically. Uh, and, and he is... That kid can fly. <laughs> that is, if you if you want to know the definition of speed kills, it is uh, it is Duran over there in red. He is he is something special. But um, Soto still a, a, a one of the better Gregory Soto outings that we have seen uh, this year. Which is he's he's been inconsistent without a doubt. He's been. Uh, there are some nights where Gregory Soto is the baddest dude on the planet, like tonight. I think tonight was was some of the best I've ever seen him. And then there are nights where he's he's hitting the camera well and, uh, and and walking everybody in sight. So once he he gets it all together, man, like a lot of people on this team, once once he gets it all together, once it clicks, man, he's gonna be a damn good reliever. He already is. A damn good reliever. 2.62 ERA now on the year. Cisnero with a 3.11 ERA. Fulmer with a 3.68 ERA. And Funkhauser with a 3.27 ERA. That is not bad, folks. That really is not bad. Uh, Soto also was pumping heat. And, like, yes, he he always pumps heat, right? He always he usually sits around 99, can go up to 100 when he needs to, and then, like, every once in a blue moon will hit 100. He was, like, consistently darting 101 up there tonight. He was about it. He was about that life tonight, man. He was taking no prisoners. Uh, the command still wavered him a couple of instances, but for the most part, I was super impressed. Um, and and even that, that swinging bun, like I said, it wasn't really a bun. It was, you know whatever, just a weak hit that, that Duran speed got him on base with. Um, he, uh, I thought that that pitch that Duran hit was actually 
a beautiful pitch. 90-mile-an-hour slider low and away on the corner. I, I really thought it was a great pitch, just, just bad luck. That happens in baseball. That's baseball. Uh, so overall, super impressed with Soto. Cisnero came in and did his job. Glad he's still here. Glad that uh, that he's still kicking it in the bullpen. And then Michael Fulmer strikes out the side, man. He's got this nice little like 91, 92 mile an hour cutter that is just filth. And he got J.D. Martinez on it. And the thing that makes Fulmer's even more impressive was he went through the heart of the order, right? Like Cisnero went through like six through eight. And then Soto went went nine one two. I think I, w- I want to say he went nine one two. So uh, like, like, you know, impressive all across that they, they all pitched, uh, a, no reliever gave up a run tonight. That's really all I care about. But Fulmer struck out the side against the, uh, the, the, the middle and the heart and the toughest part of a very good, you know, a week ago was first place in the AL East lineup. So very, very impressive all around the bullpen really held it down. And, and this is a, another reason to get excited about the future of this team, man. This bullpen is young and controllable and all these dudes are, are going to be back next year. And that's fun, man. That's fun. All right, let's get into uh, the offense. And then, and like I said, we'll wrap up with some comments made by ownership. But first I got to talk to everybody about green room, Spotify green room. This episode is brought to you by green room. Green room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans, the app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you and me on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to all the big news and rumors. You can even find other locked-on hosts on the MLB, MLB, NHL, whatever. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get there. You can get started, and I will meet you guys there shortly. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join whatever league you like, whatever group you like for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms of your favorite teams and leagues. I cannot wait to join the app with you. I'll be sure to let you guys know when Locked on Tigers is on there. So download the free Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, everybody, we are back here on Locked on Tigers celebrating a nice, very nice Tigers victory. Uh, Does this make us still, we're still undefeated in August, right? Yeah, still undefeated in August. So there you go. That's cool. Boom. We will gladly take that. We'll gladly take undefeated in the month of August, even though we're only three games in, right? We'll take it, baby. Um, so offensively, Robbie Grossman is the man. I love this dude. I love him so much. He is also the poster child for why batting average is stupid and you should not look at it pretty much ever. The only time I'll be honest with you, we can just have an open dialogue about this. The only time that I look at batting average is to look at the difference between someone's batting average and on-base percentage so I can get a feel for how many walks they draw. And even now, we have things like walk percentage and stuff where that's not even like super important to do anymore. But that is quite literally the only time that that I even give batting average a, a remote glance because it's stupid and dumb. Robbie Grossman's a 232 hitter. Someone that only looks at batting average would look at that and think that that Robbie Grossman sucks. Well, he has a 358 on base percentage, 
which is one of the highest on the entire team. He is one of the best drawn walk, drawing walk artists in all of baseball, right? In the top five in the American League and in walks drawn. And he's having a, a power surge, a, a career power surge. He is, he is hitting more home runs quite literally than he's hit in his entire career. He's on pace to set a career high in homers. He's almost already set a career high in overs. We have two-ish, two months, a little over two months left in the season. He's a dog. He's the man. He works great at bats. There are re- there's a reason he's the three-hitter in this lineup now and no longer the leadoff hitter, even though he's fine there too. Batting average is stupid and dumb. And that's not like, like you know, people people interpret data different ways. So... If, if you do still use batting average, I am just encouraging you uh, to to spread your wings. That was that was really cheesy. No, not spread your wings. To, um, to I don't know. I can't think of an analogy off the dome like that. But but to to, to dabble and, and educate and just learn a little bit more about about other stats like that and and why average is dumb. And that Robbie Grossman is is the only reason I. I bring it up when talking about Robbie so much because he is he is in my eyes he is literally the poster child for why it's stupid and and why it it should not be something that that like like when I have conversations with people and they bring up batting average I I'm like I I don't know what people's batting averages are anymore like oh this dude's hitting you know 240 and I'm like wow I I didn't even know that because I don't use <laughs> I don't use it to to comprehend or, or interpret data or to analyze players at all. So just that, okay, that's like a total, nothing to do with the game. I'm very sorry. I got very sidetracked. But but whenever Robbie Grossman comes up, there's like one of the first things I think of is, damn, this this dude is why batting average is stupid. <laughs> you know, um, Scopey with a knock. Good to see him get a little bit more on the horse there. Akil Badu. With a hit and a couple of really good at-bats, too. He just works the count, man. It's so encouraging. 820 OPS. So encouraging. I, I love. Oh, I just love this team. I love this team. Uh, Harold Castro gets the start. Zach Short comes in late for defensive replacements. That makes sense. Willie Castro. Uh, some people got uh, I, I got into some debates with people on Twitter um, about Willie Castro. Uh, Mateo, who is a, a former top 20 prospect in all of baseball, uh, that was just DFA'd by the Padres, uh, got, yeah, oh, well, I just said it. I almost just said got DFA'd by the Padres and got DFA'd today. So I apologize for that. Um, and, and I quote tweeted the, the news and I was like, Hey, I, I'm not saying we should claim him or that, you know, this would be like some steal of a pickup or anything. But I would rather see him at second base than Willie Castro. And I did have a, a large portion of people agree with me. There was also some people that didn't. Um, and again, like I'm not, I'm not pounding my fist on the table like, oh my gosh, I need this switch to happen. If it doesn't happen, it won't happen. They're, they're not going to claim him. And, and, it, it, and I'm not going to lose sleep over that. It's fine. Um, the... Uh, all I'm saying is Willie. Ca- I'm just done with Willie Castro. I, I don't think he's good. I'm I'm over it. 
He, he's a zero-tool player in my eyes. He, he cannot hit. He has a 617 OPS. He's, he's not particularly fast. He is one of the worst defenders I've ever laid my eyes on. Uh, it, the, the arm is, is why, one of the big reasons why he's one of the worst defenders I've ever laid my eyes on. Um, and, and he sure as heck can't hit for power if he, if he can hit for, for contact as well. He doesn't draw walks. That he, he, he doesn't provide anything to me. Um, whereas Mateo, while he can't hit at all, and I'm not going to convince you that he can because he can't. He, he is objectively a worse hitter than Willie Castro. I will admit to you that. Absolutely. Um, but he's one of the best base runners in the sport. And he is a decent defender. He, he plays a lot of different positions, whatever. But at second base, he, he plays decent second. And while he's not some elite defender, it's hard to be significantly worse than, than Willie Castro. Because Willie Castro's defensive metrics are, are something special and always have been. So, again, I, I'm not... <laughs> this move isn't going to happen. And I'm not saying, you know, this needs to happen. But if it did, I, I would be pretty okay with it. That's all I was trying to say. And everybody's like, oh, and I, people, yeah, <laughs> people are weird, man. Um, so that, that's all I was trying to say is that that's a trade-off that I personally would make. Now, again, it, it's not going to happen. That's the end of the conversation. Whatever. Not a big deal that it's not going to happen. I promise I'm going to sleep great at night. Uh, knowing full and well that that, that switch is not going to happen and that Willie Castro is going to be starting tomorrow too. And I'm going to be totally fine with it. All right. Derek Hill with a nice rip uh, and a walk as well. That was a great at bat. Um, he He's really impressing me, man. And as the sample size gets bigger and bigger, he is um, he is continuing to have like good discipline and a good walk rate which is something I didn't expect out of him. And the slugging percentage is never going to be good, ever. It's never going to be good. But that's okay if he's fast, plays elite defense, and has a really good walk rate. The slugging percentage doesn't need to be good for him to be a, a good player on this team and someone that I would feel comfortable putting in at center field and batting ninth for, for the next however many years. So I'm pretty pleased. I'm pretty darn pleased with Derek Hill's performance so far. It'll be interesting to see kind of how the outfield looks after uh, Daz Cameron comes back from his injury as well. Um, Jamer Hitless had a, had a walk though, a couple of nice ABs, and then we'll end on Miggy. I think that's it. So Miggy, man, he two knocks and, and 498 in the right field, baby. Not a Comerica Park homer. It was like 450 something, or three, sorry, 350 something to uh, barely over the right field wall there. We'll take what we can get, baby. Uh, it's so fun to watch this countdown. They're going to sell so many tickets. The stadium's going to be pumped and, and packed as he gets closer and closer to 500. And then again, later in the year, as he gets closer and closer to 3,000 as well. So, awesome. I love to see it. Everybody loves to see it. Um, and yeah, to add, to add a nice the, the single was a nice rip too, man. That was hot off the bat. He, he was pretty, seeing the ball pretty well today. He did end his consecutive... Played appearances without a strikeout streak. It ended at, I believe, 28, 27, 28, which was the second longest streak in baseball, which is kind of fun. Uh, I think Kevin Newman of the Pirates, believe it or not, is is sitting in first place. He's got like 30 or 31, but uh, just 
Miggy is Miggy, dog. Miggy is Miggy, and anything he does is just going to be fun, and he's going to make it fun, and I, I love that man forever. All right, let's get into, uh, we'll wrap up this game and then get into the comments made by ownership today in a, a rare kind of weird early August press conference by the owner for some reason. But we got a lot out of it, a lot of content out of it, so I'm not complaining. But first, I got to talk to everybody about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? You did because you listen to me talk about it all the time. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. They have it all. My favorite flavor. Currently, I'm riding with the cookies and cream, man. It's phenomenal. Sensational. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Can't go wrong. And the next time you order, you know what you want. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Only 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging only from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So order today. Get that orange, get that salted caramel, get that cookies and cream, whatever you like, or get that, that mixed box so you know, you can learn, find out what you like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's crazy, dog. You can you can literally go eat what an Olympian eats for fun. They, they don't they don't just pair with anybody. You know what I'm saying? So go get Built Bar today. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, everybody. We are back here. For our final segment of this Wednesday edition of Locked on Tigers, I'm your host, Scott Bentley. You can follow the show on Twitter at Tigers. At What is my Twitter? At Locked on Tigers. Yeah, that's easy. Jeez, I don't know how I messed that up. And uh, you can blah, blah, blah. What is happening to me? I just forgot how to speak. I had two flawless segments and then just forgot how to talk. You can follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scotty, uh, even though it's, it's mostly just people whatever, getting mad at me these days, whatever. It's still fun. Um, okay. Some comments made by ownership today. There was a press conference with, uh, with the media and with Chris Illich, which is Chris Illich doesn't come out of hiding very often. So this was kind of everybody, when everybody learned that a presser was happening this morning, People's ears kind of perked up because Chris Illich is, is usually a pretty, like Mike was out all the time, right? Mike Illich was was having press conferences, you know, if, if he ate a good a burger that he liked, he, he was having a presser about it, right? Mike was all, all, all out and, and talking all the time and was very integrated with the city and was always out and around. Uh, Chris, especially in, in his younger years, Chris, uh, not so much. Chris, uh, and, and maybe that's, that's partly to do with, um, you know, the lack of team success for both the teams he owns since uh, he's taken over kind of the, the head role there. Um, but but for whatever reason, he doesn't come out of hiding very often. And so he came out today and talked about, uh, he was asked some questions about the spending this offseason and free agency this offseason and really encouraging stuff, man. Really, really encouraging stuff. He, he came out and was asked, hey, uh, really big free agency this offseason. A lot of really good players are free agents. What uh, you know? What are you guys planning on doing? And instead of the, the cliche, 
cookie cutter answers we've been getting the last however many years. Um, he came out and said, no, we, we, I would not surprise me if we were big players in the market this year. And we were like, oh, really, Chris Illich? And he, he doubled down, tripled down on that point, kept reiterating how um, we're, he's going to let Avila and, and has the front office's blessing to go out and spend big money. And, and when asked specifically, does this mean that you guys are going to be big players in the free agency market? He said, yeah, we are. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. That's awesome. That's dope. Trying to win is freaking fun. I almost just dropped an F-bomb there. I had to take every ounce of, of strength in my body not to. That's that's dope, man. That's so nice. And I've been saying for, for people who have followed me uh, and, and been followers of mine since before the, uh, the Locked on Tigers days, um, I, I've been saying for since before the 2020 season started, uh, I've been saying and and preaching from from the mountaintops. Hey, this shortstop class at the end of the 2021 season is going to be ridiculous, and we do not have a shortstop in our entire organization. You need to sign one. You need to. You have to. And I've gone on record several times and saying, uh. I've said, honestly, I've said several times, uh, it's in writing somewhere and, and someone can find it, so I'm not going to pretend like I didn't say it. Um, I, I've said several times that if we don't get a shortstop this offseason, I think this rebuild's a bust. And while I we're having fun, we're winning games, I, I don't want to bring in the, the pessimism of, of years past that I have had over this team because for the first time in a long time, I'm really optimistic about the future. But uh, like secretly, not so secretly any, anymore because I just put it on a, on a network podcast. Um, I, I, I still believe that, I think. I, I still believe that if we walk away with this free agency on a, you know, we, we, don't sign a long-term option at shortstop. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to buy fully in. I I think it's so vital. It's necessary to do so. We need it. And I think what gives me a glimmer of hope is A, the comments made today. Yes, absolutely. But also, I don't think anyone is stupid enough to have zero shortstops in their entire organization and then draft zero shortstops in the MLB draft in all 20 rounds. Our second round pick, we drafted as a shortstop, but most people believe that he is a, a second or third baseman of his arms good enough going forward. We don't have a solidified, this dude can play shortstop and he's going to play shortstop all throughout the minors guy, literally at any level. In the entire organization. And I don't think anyone's stupid enough to not draft one and not have one on the MLB roster and then not sign one. Now, we can debate until we're blue in the face, you and I. You, the listener, and me, the talker. We, we can debate for, for days on end about which shortstop's the best fit. 
which one makes the most sense, which one would be the most valuable, whatever. I'm here to tell you, I don't care. I don't. As long as we're not bringing in Jose Iglesias on a one-year deal, no disrespect, but he's not a long-term option there anymore, or, or like Brad Miller or someone, right? As long as we're signing one of those big-name shortstops that's actually going to be a shortstop for the next four to six years, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept it, and I'm going to get behind it, and I'm going to support it. I have a list. Yes, I have a list of, of my personal evaluation of the free agent shortstops and which one would be the best to sign and which ones would, would you know not be and, and, and basically a talent greater on my personal evaluation. But if we signed the last person that I want on that list of those five names, five shortstops that are going to be out there, if we sign five, I'm still going to be happy. I'm still going to support us actually having a long-term option there and someone that I know is going to play shortstop and, and going to be good at it for the next, like I said, four to six years. I'm going to be very okay with it, man. So we can debate about the individual person that it's going to be forever, but as long as it's one of those SA tier guys, I'm, I'm going to live with it and I'm going to be fine with it. Now, outside of that free agency, we probably need another starting pitcher. I think this year proved that if you go in the year with five, you're behind the eight ball. You need starting pitching depth, especially with Turnbull's going to miss probably all of next year. We're going to need another starting pitcher. Bring JV home, by the way. Uh, and then I wouldn't be mad at another outfielder that can play center field. I, I wouldn't mind a, a, a solid, whatever, everyday center fielder. Um, I'll have to do... We can go all, this offseason will be a blast. We can go all in depth on all the possible free agency, frenzy, whatever, uh, that's going to take place. But um, just at a bare minimum, you got to get a shortstop. You have to. You have to, you have to, you have to. And that'll do it. That'll do it for today here at Locked on Tigers. Thank you guys so much for listening. Before I send you out, got to remind you to listen to Locked on Bets, betting on baseball, the MLB, the Tigers. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast all right everybody that'll do it for me thank you for riding with me thanks for rocking with me uh thanks for listening means the world and uh we'll be back same time same place tomorrow baby going to therapy's dope peace and love and i'll catch y'all tomorrow go tigers baby